This is President Jason Wright, and you're listening to Ramblin' About Washington. Today, I'd like to welcome on to the Rambling About Washington podcast, Mr. 10K himself, my guy Rico from Street Scores. What's going on, big dog? Man, what's good, man? Pleasure you having me here, man. I'm excited to talk some football, especially after a dub, man. It's been a minute since we could say we won something meaningful. Hell yeah, on primetime at that, and it's been a minute since we beat Daniel Jones. Well, we haven't beat, this is the first time we beat Daniel Jones. We beat the Giants in a couple years, so it's, it's a good week. It's a good week, and we get to sit on it for another week until we play Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. We get to look at everybody on Sunday like, like they're peasants. Yeah. Hell, yeah. Hell yeah. I can't, can't imagine being a team that lost this week. I don't know nothing about that. Nothing about it. I don't know anybody. I don't even know what a divisional loss is. So I'll be watching the yeah. rest of the division, hoping for L's for the rest of them. But you could just, it could just you could, we could just relax, kick our feet up, and watch our fantasy football scores on Sunday. It's a beautiful thing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I saw it. From the stadium, and it was electrifying. What was what was this game like on television? What was the broadcast like for you? Man, I mean, we could even tell how loud the crowd was from the TV. Like, I mean, it was at some point late in the game. Um, they had two back-to-back false start penalties, which yeah, helped yeah. us out a lot. So we could tell the crowd was going crazy. Like we could we could see it, we could kind of hear it a little bit. You know, sometimes when the crowd is so loud. It's kind of like a weird silent, like it's like the, mm-hmm. the mics are muffled or something like Hell that. Yeah. It was kind of doing stuff like that. We could tell y'all was in there not playing. We could we could definitely tell. We appreciate y'all for real. Hell yeah, that was a, it was a rowdy bunch. And no matter how anyone tries to um, posture how many fans were in that stadium, the fans that were there, we were loud, and that lower bowl was lit. There were plenty of Giants fans too, and they brought the energy as well. Like they yeah. they made their presence felt in there. But man, this was the most watched NFL Network exclusive game since 2018. Like this is yeah. crazy. Like it's it's glad I'm glad that we were a part of that and that Thursday night football is finally going to get some good games. Cause there was a while where all the games on Thursday were trash. Boy, the, <laughs> the whole excitement was who's what weird jerseys we're going to see today. Oh, <laughs> that, yeah, was, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we had. But what do you say to those who say this win was lucky? I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I did feel like we tried to give them the game. They tried right. to give it back more. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Um, but at the end of the day, some guys made certain plays that mattered. It's not like the Giants just literally handed us the L gift wrap. We tried to give it to them. They tried to give it to us. But at the end of the day, Taylor Heineke, the offense, other than that one interception play called by Scott oh, Turner man. that I didn't understand. I, didn't understand um, I think that. Scott Turner actually called a pretty good game. I mean, the, the J.D. McKissick route. Oh, my God. Um, beautiful. That was, that was beautiful. The mismatch of Ricky Seals-Jones on, on – Dory Jackson's a great corner – but he's, he's 5'11", Ricky Seals-Jones like 6'5". So just like the way we were actually abusing matchups this week versus the Chargers, where I don't know what Scott Turner was on that day, um, I, was, <laughs> I was happy. It's inspiring to see him step up as an offensive coordinator big time. And yeah, again, a lot of people clutched up. That wasn't just Giants just kept fumbling and bumbling. They made a lot of mistakes. We made a lot of mistakes. But at the end of the day, we, um, we did what needed to be done to get that win. 
Hell yeah, man. And I ain't mad at Scott at all. He's not the coordinator I want to pick pick a bone with. We're going to get to Del Rio at some point in this game. <laughs> but nah, man, that two-play drive was amazing. And it was everything I needed for my morale because – I'm not even gonna lie. Like I was, I was nervous. I, I thought I was, I was on my doom and gloom shit. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> it's the same old red skin shit again. And then all of a sudden, Scott reaches into the duffel, hits McKissick up the sideline, which was a beautiful throw by Heineke. Right. And then that, and speaking of beautiful throws by Heineke, that pass to Ricky Sills Jones, that's one of the best dimes I've seen in Burgundy and Gold of my lifetime because Man. the way he got through his progressions from left to right and then finding yeah. Ricky Jones, Santonio Holmes in the Super Bowl style in the back <laughs> corner, back pylon of the end zone. Like that's why he's active and Samus Reyes is not active yet because Samus, I, I love the guy. I love the story. He would not have been able to put that catch together like that. I completely agree. You know, when he was first inactive against the chargers, I was like, well, I mean, that's my dog and all, but like, Apparently, he's not ready. And now, you know, it's been very fruitful that we kept Ricky Seals-Jones on the roster and put Samus Reyes inactive because that touchdown was huge, not only just oh for that God. game, but for that season. And then on top of that, when was the last time we had a quarterback that could throw a fade route in the corner of the end zone? Remember, Jake Gruden <laughs> kept wanting to King do it of the with Kirk Cousins. And Kirk <laughs> Cousins either couldn't do it or didn't want to do it. Um, I, I, we knew RG3 wasn't the most accurate guy even during his electric season. When was the last time we had a quarterback that we knew could throw a fade route into the corner? the end zone and it worked oh man that that shit was beautiful man like taylor like taylor they get they knocked taylor for not having the strongest arm he has enough arm to make all the throws and that is all we need because yeah. Dwayne had more than enough arm but he just couldn't put it in receivers hands and <laughs> i'm about sick of seeing that but let's go for who's your player of the game i know the obvious one I'm going to go with Taylor Heineke because it's the obvious answer because, Easy. I mean, it's the second time we've seen him start in this building and he electrified us again. Minus that interception play, he almost played a flawless game. He maybe took off a couple times where he didn't he didn't need to because that's his thing. He, he loves to run. And mm -hmm. he maybe took that one sack he took in the first quarter could have been avoided. But that's about as perfect a game as the journeyman guy who's only started a couple games in his career can play on a national scope. Like Taylor Heineke, he is, I bought a Jersey, bro. I can't even, I can't even think I'm excited, bro. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. Like even if it doesn't work out, I'm like, fuck it. Because the story is that good. I, I like the moxie, bro. Who's your player of the game? Man, I mean, the Taylor Heineke is obvious. I mean, just off of the fact that, like, like the, for the reasons you gave, this is, I mean, it's a short week. It's his first time being, like, an official starter leading up to a game where we know immediately he will be the starter. Um, and he made so many great plays. Like you said, granted, he ran a couple of times he shouldn't have. Um, he threw, uh, he missed a couple of receivers earlier in the game, like with mm -hmm. DeAndre Carter deep down the field open, De'Ami Brown a couple of times. But it's not like the plays resulted in negative plays when it happened. He just hit the guy that was, you know, open underneath more so than the guy that could have potentially had a touchdown. So I'm not too mad at that. And then, like you say, like this, uh, the, 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 the sack earlier in the game, pro football focus even credited that to Heineke and not Samuel Cosme. They say Samuel Cosme has zero pressures in the game. I mean, it, Kind of, it sounds good on the surface, but when you look at the game, yeah. you know, he got beat a couple of times. He had to hold a couple. Um, but, uh, yeah, like you said, Heineke is the obvious one. I would also go with, I mean, it's a mix of Jonathan Allen led the team in sacks. 
But at the same time, people don't know that Montez Sweat led the team in pressures. Um, but if I had to go with somebody other than Taylor Heineke, I'm going Terry. Terry's oh just uncoverable. God. Terry's uncoverable. I don't care what people say. James Bradbury had that. Other than that one play he had on the interception that redeemed that game for him. Other than that, Terry McLaurin was cooking him. I mean, we what was it? Was it last year or the year before that was Stephon Gilmore was defensive player of the year? That was yeah, the, it was the rookie year. year. Yeah, Terry McLaurin was still cooking him. He just didn't get the ball much because the the quarterback play was bad. Um, but you know, nobody could cover Terry McLaurin one on one. Nobody. I'm glad, I'm glad James Bradbury felt that personally, so we we can get so Giants fans can stop saying it and stop acting like Terry McLaurin isn't a top ten receiver. Hell yeah. And man, oh, I'm glad you said that because Terry, that's what we're about to get to next. Terry is a goddamn dog, man. It man. don't matter what kind of route he runs. He wins almost every snap of the game. It is crazy, man. Like Bradbury is a good corner and he just bullied him all night long. And <laughs> I'm glad we have a quarterback that can just keep targeting. I want to see Terry get a lot of targets like this. 10 catches. Please. That's what he deserves, man. Like, I was just talking on Twitter the other day, like, do we deserve this guy? Like, when it's time for him to get paid, we have to pay him top flight because he's played with 10 starting quarterbacks, and he's in his third year. He's in his third year. He's played with 10 dudes. He's almost played with a full starting lineup of NFL quarterbacks. Like, that's fucking insane, man. Yeah, no, nah, man. If, if I'm Terry, I'm so happy that he's humble, bro, because – I, I don't know if I could do it. I mean, walking in the press conferences like, yeah, next man up. No, no, not no. next man up. I'm tired of it. <laughs> Hell this no. one, my Georgia Bulldog, George Pickens, boy, mm. he'd, be, he'd be cussing out all kinds of people, all kinds <laughs> of quarterbacks, all kinds of coaches. Um, we're, ha we're, it's, we're so lucky to not only have a guy that great, but a guy that humble that's willing to put his emotions to the side and just say what he needs to say in front of cameras. Hell yeah, and it feels so good to be able to hit on a wide receiver pick because we've missed on so many over the years. It feels so good. And Jonathan Allen is my – like, these three are the, the players of the game, undoubtedly. John Allen is trying to prove to everybody he's worth every penny we paid him this offseason because that boy balling. The D-line has not been great at or even good through the first two games, but John Allen has been great. He looked like he trying to have an all-pro year through two games so far. What do you think of Big John so far, man? Nah, I love it, man. First of all, people normally get paid and fall off. They get a little complacent. They mm -hmm. good. They're chilling. I got my check. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. Um, Especially with all that guaranteed money. But it looks like he got better. He's like, all right, I'm a leader of this team. I got paid. I need to show this team that when Ron Rivera finally pays people, because we've been seeing even with Eric Flowers leaving after we thought he had a good season, Brandon Sheriff, Ronald Darby, um, well, you know, Brandon Sheriff just refusing to sign. Um, you will get paid if you put in the work. And he also wants to show that after you get paid, if you continue to put in the work, you know what I'm saying? Um, it, it's just a good way to build the culture up. So I'm really happy. It, it, um, Logan Thomas also after getting paid is balling out, but Jonathan Allen looks like he got better. Since he's gotten paid. I mean, I, that oh, yeah. may have been his best game so far in his career. And, man, we've been waiting on that. Because if you remember, coming out of the draft, it was almost unanimous that Jonathan Allen was at least the best defensive lineman coming oh, out of yeah. his draft. Maybe even the best defensive player. Yeah. So I, he kind of fell off the face of the earth a little bit, even though he hasn't been terrible. But people were thinking he was 
maybe not Aaron Donald level, but maybe like the tier below that coming out of the draft. I remember thinking we got a huge steal because it was like the arthritis in the shoulder or something. Shoulders, we should have yep. never gotten them where we got them in the draft, like 17 or something like that. So I'm just glad to see, especially on a national stage where everybody's watching, you see people that aren't bringing in gold fans. Like, remember Jonathan Allen? You know what I'm saying? From Alabama dominating. Yeah. Like, he finally, you know, we're seeing him again. Um, and then even just Terry McLaurin, to go back to him real quick, we thought Paris Campbell would be the better of the two coming out of that draft. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't even I don't even remember Paris Campbell playing for the Colts last week. I don't know. And he, I mean, he was just all speed, no substance. And that's why the draft, <laughs> the draft, when you look back at it in hindsight, it's always funny when you see it. But what were your areas of concern for the game? Because I know mine. Jack Del Rio is a problem for me right now. It took him about four quarters to adjust to what the Giants were doing. We made Daniel Jones once again look like the twin brother of Lamar Jackson. Like, we made him look, oh, my God. Like Our DNs, Chase and Sweat, they bite on the read option fake every single time instead of staying and holding their boundaries. And... The defense is starting to scare me. Landon Collins had a terrible game as well. We got better play from the rookie, from Jamin. He looked much better on limited snaps because, you know, his snap count went down significantly. But he made some (laughs) big plays late. But that defense is starting to concern me. We got Buffalo next week, man. I don't know, man. Man, who would have thought that we'd be the second game in the season, we'd be saying – our offense can win a Super Bowl, but our defense can't. Boy, I thought, boy, I thought we was about to be in 10 to 7 games all season. Now it looks like we're about to be in 30 to 29 games all season. I don't know <laughs> what happened. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, at the end of the day, not to alleviate Jack Dario of any blame, but guys gotta have to just make plays. The Darius Slayton famous drop catch wide open. I believe that was Landon Collins that was supposed to be over William Jackson helping him with that. Mm-hmm. Again, oh like like you said, Chase Young and Montez Sweat biting on every read option. That's not necessarily Jack DeRio's fault. And then John Bostic tripping over himself in coverage and not knowing where he needs to be. Um, but at the end of the day, Jack DeRio, you do have to be better, though, like way better. We saw Scott Turner step up. We're still waiting on you to do it. Oh, yeah, man. Scott Scott definitely had a much better game. But Jack, I don't know what Jack's doing. Right, He's trying to he's trying to be the smartest man in the room, and I don't like that shit sometimes. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, it took you four quarters to send a corner blitz, and then Kendall Fuller yeah. gets there. It's like, what have we been doing for four quarters, bro? We're in these <laughs> soft-ass zone defenses where we're giving up eight yards off every pass, it feels like. I'm not like, do we not trust the secondary? Like, what are we doing right now? We're not getting any consistent pressure on the quarterback. Daniel Jones, just like Justin Herbert, was comfortable most of the night. And it took karma and the football gods finally being (laughs) on our side because that Darius Slayton play should have been a touchdown and that would have iced the game and we got lucky with the with the field with well they jumped off sides on the first field going yes Giants fans y'all were fucking offside don't don't tell me y'all weren't offsides on that play I didn't see it though all I saw was the missed kick and I was sitting in my seat then I see the crowd get hyped and I was like oh shit what happened what happened what happened happened?" (laughs) I was sick I was in my seat like Man, it's about to be all hell about to break loose, bro. <laughs> now, and for the Dexter Lawrence thing on the offsides, like, even if he wasn't offsides, bro, what's the odds of you blocking this kick? Why are you trying to, you know, guess the snap? 
like that fast. Like, why are you trying to be a superhero <laughs> right now? Just humbly get up and, and try to push the offensive line or whatever, the, the, the oh, snapper yeah. and all of that, and keep it pushing. I don't know why he tried to be a superhero. If I'm a Giants fan, I'm mad at him for even trying to make this all-star play like this was his moment. No, Dustin, you should have your scouting report and know Dustin Hopkins is extremely inconsistent and keep it pushing, man. Let him lose the game. Don't try to win this game as a as an interior defensive lineman. Let it be, man. Oh, yeah, he should have done his scouting report because he should know he didn't have to do that with Dustin Hopkins. Dustin Hopkins oh, had shanked that jaw. I had zero confidence in Dustin Hopkins making that kick, but I'm glad he did his fucking job. But, man, <laughs> we're one and one through two weeks. We got to go to Buffalo, and then we got to go to your city, Atlanta. Yes, sir. Hey, how you feeling about these next two games, man? Man, this Bills game is going to be tough, but my biggest worry is that we play to the level of our competition because I feel like the Chargers – are definitely better than the Giants. And for some reason, even though we won the Giants game and lost the Chargers game, I felt more hopeless at a certain point in that Giants game than I ever felt in that Chargers game. I don't know why the, the Chargers game always felt like, you know, if we do this, we do that, we can win. That Darius Slayton drop catch at that point, I was like, yeah, we even before it, I felt like we were done. Um, and so I'm worried that we're good, that both the Bills and the Falcons game are going to be close. The Bills are a Super Bowl contender. The Falcons are at risk of having the number one overall pick. And I feel like both of those games are going to be within five points. And I, I just hate that. Um, so I feel like we will play the Bills well. We're going to be huge underdogs walking in. They're not they're not about to stamp us off the off of beating the Giants the way that we did. You know what I'm saying? No, nobody on ESPN about to respect us off of that, salute us off of that. So I already know we're going in big underdogs, and I hope we play inspired football. This team definitely believes in Taylor Heineke. So I think that game will be closer than a lot of people feel like it will be. Hopefully we can get the dub. But that Falcons game is a tricky one because we're clearly better than them top to bottom. I mean, the way the Eagles did them, I think Jalen Hurts will end up being a better quarterback than I thought coming out of college. But, too, like, man. the Falcons made the Eagles look like when they won the Super Bowl. I mean, they made their defense look fantastic. They made Devonta Smith look uncoverable. Jalen Hurts just looked like Kyler Murray. Um, so if we go in there here and embarrass me in my own city, I'm going to be highly upset. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I can't afford that. If they, if they're if this team is anything like the Redskins and Washington football team of past, we'll fuck around and beat the Bills and lose to the Falcons because oh, we're a weird no. team like that. Like we like we show up to whoever we're playing, bro. Like I, oh, I don't man. understand it, and it's like. No matter what regime, what coaching staff, what players we put in here, we have to change this same trajectory of the team. Like I wanna, I wanna feel comfortable in games that we should win, right? Man, want to be able to walk into a game like, oh yeah, it's the Falcons, we good, up to Hell yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nothing. No, we gotta wait till last two minutes every game to figure out who's gonna win, no matter who we play. Hell yeah, I'm thinking of pulling up to the Falcons game, man. What what can you tell me about Atlanta, man? What you can tell, what can you tell me about the stadium, and the atmosphere around it, man? Oh man, it's one of the best stadiums doing it. I mean, I don't want to be biased, but like, I mean, I've even heard other people say it. It's beautiful. They have the retractable roof. If the weather's nice, open it up. Fresh air. Mm -hmm. If it's raining or whatever, close it up. It, and it's just beautiful the way it's built. You can tell it's one of those new state of the art stadiums. I would say mm -hmm. our Mercedes Benz. Well, technically not ours, but it's Atlanta. Um, and I think I don't think it's talked enough that like the rivalry between the Falcons and Saints is hilarious because it's always been the pettiest one. It's the closest to an HBCU rivalry as far as like just really black cities. It's always the best trash talking rivalry ever. 
Um, but like they took their sponsorship. Remember, New Orleans was Mercedes Benz. Falcons took it, and then New Orleans was like, uh, and then Mercedes Benz was like, "Hey, New Orleans, we'll holla at you, man. We got the Falcons now with that new stadium and stuff." So, I that's all time petty to take a, take a, another team sponsorship and a rivalry. Like that's crazy. Yeah, um, petty king shit, right there. Boy, petty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Falcons fans, I'm pretty sure are never gonna let that go. Um, but I would say Art the, the Falcon Stadium. Uh, the, the the Raiders' new stadium that looks like the the, the Death Star, and um, the Rams and, and Chargers' new stadium. Those are definitely top oh tier new stadiums. SoFi, SoFi <laughs> is fucking beautiful, and Allegiant. Yeah, beautiful. It just makes me so excited because I know our new stadium is gonna be crazy. Because oh, it's gotta be. It's, yeah. Oh, yeah. No man, I was, man, I was so happy when I saw Dan Dan Snyder and Jason Wright going to Europe, going to LA, looking at all of these stadiums. It seems like we're finally actually gonna have like state of the art cup holders. You know, Eric yeah, right. <laughs> nice chairs, like nice, a nice scenery. Hell yeah. Like um, they already started surveying the season ticket holders and us too. I've done like two surveys so far on what the new stadium expectations are gonna be. I'm mad excited to what we could be because we deserve a fun game experience because FedEx Field ain't been it, bruh. It has okay, not been man. it at all, even the slightest, bruh. Like week one. That that pipe that pipe bursting shit like come on man, he's <laughs> like, <laughs> just been just been raggedy like just little stuff that's just like come on this can't be a billion dollar business right here. Hell yeah, but I'm just glad to see our first win of the year through two weeks so far. Has your season prediction wavered at all, or it's still right on schedule for you? I mean, I guess it's right on schedule because I saw us beating the Giants and losing to the Chargers. Um, again, our offense looks way better than I thought it would. Our defense looks way worse than I thought it would. Um, my prediction was 10 and seven, maybe 11 and six, depending on quarterback play. Um, but that was hinging on Ryan Fitzpatrick being great. Taylor Heineke stepped up and is great, but this defense, I don't know what's going on. And they, and it's like random times you see the great defense. They just can't oh, yeah. put it together for four quarters. And I, I mean, I'm just going to assume that's Jack Del Rio. Um, for the many reasons you've already explained with the soft mm -hmm. coverages, mm -hmm. not blitzing when it's obviously working. Kendall Fuller was a better defensive end um, Thursday night than he was a corner for some reason. Um, but yeah, man, I just, it, it's weird. I, I don't know. I don't know what to think. I have no idea. We got to, I need a few more games to really know oh, what yeah. this team is doing. I need to see a couple. I need to see Heineke in a in an away stadium, first of all, because we that haven't too. seen that yet in an actual game. And also, I don't want to call him out because he's that guy. Chase Young, you got to be better, bro. Chase oh, Young, you have not been good through two games thus far. You've made your small little flash plays, but you got to stop biting on the read option, and you got to win on your matchups more. I see him get put taken off his feet and decleated in the third quarter of that game <laughs> the other day. He got by a tight end. I was like, all right, Chase. All right, Chase. <laughs> I expect you to still be the face of this franchise, but when you miss many camp to shoot eBay commercials, I need you to look better in the first two weeks of the season. But I know I know he's going to turn up. He's going to hit us with a three or four sack game. And I know it's coming. It would be a great week for that to happen because Please. Buffalo is serious, bro. Buffalo is serious. And after that Steelers, the way they lost against the Steelers, I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure they're motivated and angry. I'm, I'm, you know, what I'm saying this is the worst time to catch the, the the Bills right now. Hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah! And you can't, we can't have no broken coverages or none of that Darius Slayton shit happening with this receiving oh, core. Over with. 
Oh, it's oh. going to be a good night. And if we let Daniel Jones run all over us, Josh Allen is just bigger, stronger, better arm Daniel Jones. So much better. <laughs> MVP caliber Daniel Jones. That's what Josh Literally. Allen is. But we're on to week three. We could bask in this victory for another week or so. And then we're on to Buffalo. Plug what you got coming. Anything you need, your social medias, and we can get out of here for today, man. Hey, man, you already know Street Schools on YouTube, S-T-R-E-E-T, space S-C-O-R-E-S, and then on Twitter, Street Schools, A-T-L. Man, I appreciate you having me. Oh, yeah, another thing about Atlanta, y'all know, I mean, a lot of people know us for our wings. Uh, so, you know, if you ever need, like, a wing spot or something, um, I got my favorites. I got the ones that are most accessible, you know what I'm saying? That's pretty much what we do down here and all of that, so um and then i mean yeah if you plan on coming down here i can tell you where to be where not to be and stuff like that i got you on all of that oh my god yes sir and then um as far as street scores you know I'm, I'm once this all 22 footage comes out i'm working on complete breakdowns of the team and all of that type of stuff looking at what happened what went wrong with the giants game what went right all of that type of stuff so yes sir man appreciate you having me big time Hell yeah, man. Anytime, anytime. We'll definitely do this again sometime during the season. Keep putting For out sure. that fire content. And, man, I might have to pull up the Magic City, holler at them lemon pepper <laughs> wings, make it rain a little bit the night before the game. But that's going to conclude today's episode of Rambling About Washington. Sub the channel, Rambling with Rio Robinson. Rambling about Washington on every digital streaming platform. Follow me at Rio underscore Robinson 91. Until next time, hail to the nameless football team. Hail victory. <laughs> Deuces. Yes, sir.